You are listening Out on a Limb. This is Ty Levine. I'm here with Gavin Rothenberg. Today we're back for our fifth movie review, and today we're going to be talking about Parasite. Yep, Parasite. We watched together over the weekend, and it was a movie Ty had already seen, but he watched it for a second time because he liked it so much, and uh, me, I love the movie. So as always, we're going to talk about our viewer experience before we talk about the certain categories and the ratings for each category. So for me, my viewer experience at first, I was telling Ty, I felt a little bit lost, and I was a little bit not so much confused, but I didn't really understand what was happening at first with the uh because the, the dialogue is in Chinese, but when you start to get used to it with the subtitles and you realize that like it's it's really not that confusing, but um at first it just kind of seems like a comedy movie. And then after that sort of twist throughout the middle, you start to become super, super interested. And I became really invested for the rest of the movie. And in total, my viewer experience of this movie is one of the best I've ever had for a movie. Well, when I first started watching this movie, I'm kind of like recalling the first time I saw it, which was a few months ago. And I was kind of like confused on why I, I like liked it because starting off the movie was kind of just giving background. It was about that poor family in in like the slums of Korea. And it was like the conceptually, it's not interesting at all. It's just them in their daily lives being a, a really impoverished family. And I, like, realized that I was really connected to that family. And I don't think it was because of the acting. I, I really I really give, like, the the credit to the production and the directing of the movie. But I, I realized that I was really attached to this family, the Kims, the poor family. And I, by the end of the movie, with all the twists and turns, just a, a really well-made movie, I, I, I realized why I liked it so much and why I was so attached. Yeah, so this sort of moves us into the first category, which is the story slash the plot, how entertaining it is, how the movie is told, and it's out of 15 points. So as I said before, at first it seems like a comedy, like some of the things are are kind of funny, and I think that's actually on purpose, because I think the director, uh, Bong Joon-ho, who's an absolute genius, um, he kind of wants the viewer to make it feel like a comedy and like this lighthearted movie up until that mid that middle twist when um the family goes down into the basement and they see what's happening and then all of a sudden boom it, it just becomes a, a thriller and you have no idea what's about to happen next and then as you were saying something that i noticed was that it makes us feel uh sympathy for the kim family and what they have to deal with and of course, obviously, if you're still listening to this, there's a spoiler alert with everything that happens in this movie, but we sort of feel um, justified for uh, when the, the, the Kim father murders the Park father uh, at that birthday party scene because we see all the, the sort of disrespectful things that the Kim family did towards the lower social class and it sort of makes us understand the anger and outrage of the kims yeah what i love about this movie is that it seems like it seems like bung bung jun ho when he when he was thinking of this movie when he was envisioning it it kind of was just like a creative idea he had because of course the the real the real motivation of this movie was the message and the critique of social and economic classes, but we'll get into that later. And I feel like he kind of just, it, it was almost like he was sitting down on his couch one day, and he thought of like an elaborate story in his head, it, or it was almost like a dream, a crazy dream, and he put it on a movie screen. And I thought it was really, a, a really original movie. And I, I, I loved how, how like, uh, original and authentic it was. It wasn't really like anything I'd ever seen before. Yeah, and another thing that I was talking about was that a lot sort of over, it, it goes over our head when we were first watching the movie, but once we start to think about all the little things, we realized that uh, the director, uh, he put these pieces together on purpose to get the reader thinking and see how everything connected. And in total, just the ending was amazing as well. I had, like, I, I thought this story was up there with Shawshank. So I gave it a 15 using the add on a limb rules. It is not maybe not better than anything else I've ever seen, but it's just as good 
as anything else I've seen for the story. So I gave it a 15 out of 15. I gave it a, a 14. I loved, I just, I, I couldn't give it a 15 just because, I don't know, a movie like Fight Club or or even like, I don't know, like Joker, There Will Be Blood. Like those movies I'd say are kind of like more conceptually interesting, like plot wise are, are cooler to me. But I love how the the story unfolds in this movie, and that's why I gave it a 14 out of 50. I feel like everything, like you said, has a purpose, and everything kind of builds on top of one another to lead up to the climax, which is the ending, that murder spree at, like, the upper-class uh, birthday gathering. And I thought it was such a, a, a beautifully, uh, like, crafted ending. And I feel like the, the storytelling was so good because it perfectly led up to that climax, and it just made it even better. Yeah, so um, moving on to the next category, we have character and character development, which is out of 20 points. And I thought the character development all around was, was solid. I feel like this movie is a little more about the concept and the theme than about the individual characters themselves. But at the same time, it's important to recognize what these characters are like so I thought it was really interesting how um, the poor family, uh, like Jessica and the son, completely take advantage of the gullible mom of the Park family and are able to get their entire family working for them and completely taking advantage of them. I thought that was extremely interesting. But we, we agreed, Ty. I think even though she did end up dying in the end, Jessica was definitely one of the best characters because she was extremely, extremely smart and she knew exactly how to twist things her way. And at the same time, she was also, you know, she was she was super like aware of her surroundings and she she recognized that they were in a, a far lower social class and she she like she was able to relate to the to the park son that no one else was able to seem to relate to. And in general, um, the character and character development was definitely solid. Something that I've noticed in in some of my favorite movies is that the main characters are like are, are really flawed. Like in this movie, by the end of the movie, there's just uh, all the characters have something that that is very unlikable about them, or they did something that's that's really immoral. And everyone I feel like was the villain at some point. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting because the whole movie, you're kind of rooting for the, the, the Kims because they're the poor family. They're working their way up. They're kind of manipulating the ignorant rich family. And that's something that you're rooting for. You always root for the underdogs. And uh, by the end of the movie, after they kind of obliterated that other poor family and even the dad, who was pretty much the only good one, committed murder, it, by the end of the movie, there there weren't any good people left in the movie. And I think that was really interesting and it, it, it contributed it contributed to like the themes and the messages of the film because it, it kind of shows how the the rich the rich kind of stayed untouched even though at the end uh, Mr. Park died the dad died the the rich kind of had the least damages and the poor fought against each other and by the end there there weren't any like good characters left standing which I, I don't I don't really know how to like describe it but when there isn't like a, a picture perfect character um i feel like it, it, it kind of says more so i i didn't think it was the the best characters and the best character development i've ever seen but i give it a 17 out of 20 just because i thought the family was the, the kims were really complex and the rest of the characters like the parks and um min his high school or his college friend they, they're all, like, just solid characters, so I give it a 17 out of 20. Yeah, adding on, on to what you're saying about rooting for the underdog and uh, hoping the poor Bill can get in a better spot, what was really interesting for me and I thought was really cool about the character development was we think that the Kims are the underdogs until halfway through the movie we realize that they're underdogs to the underdogs. Like, the housekeeper and her husband are even lower than the Kims, and it makes us think, like, who are we supposed to relate to? Who are we supposed to root for? And the answer, there's no clear answer. And that's what, like, we see that every single person, like you were saying, did something wrong throughout the movie. 
And I think it's less about who we're supposed to root for and, and more about sort of the violence of society and the fight over this. This can go into theme and symbolism, but even just with the characters, the they're all the all the different classes are, are clashing and fighting with each other in order to try and get the best of what they can. And that's why the movie's called Parasite, because all three of these main groups are parasites off of each other. So I gave the character development an 18 out of 20 because I thought it wasn't anything like amazingly special, but at the same time, the characters were definitely pretty interesting. Well, I feel like like the reason I didn't give it give it a 20 out of 20 was really because by themselves, none of the characters really had much meaning. The meaning came from the interactions between the characters. If you look at all the characters, how how they fought, the, all the violence and the interactions between them, the the uh, condescending looks from the rich, the, the the fight between the two poor families. It's just it's more about the interactions and the characters themselves. And I feel like that was really cool, but I still need to give it a seventeen out of twenty because partially because the rest of this movie was so good. It, it was probably the weakest point. And I couldn't really take off many more points for the rest of the movie. Moving on to the next category, we've got acting, which is a 0 out of 10. And we both agree here that the movie didn't have any mind-blowing performances. But at the same time, it was all around a, a good performance from all the actors. I felt like everyone did a good job and they made us like they made us feel like they were really a family but at the same time there was nothing crazy that any of like the actors did that really stood out to me yeah i mean maybe you can make an argument that jessica the the girl and maybe the dad were the two best actors in the film and i'd say they were but they didn't really stand out that far ahead of everyone else and i thought what was cool about the acting in this movie is that everyone kind of worked together as a unit it was it's a movie about three different families and each of these families interacted like families. It is very believable. The casting was great. They all acted like families. And I thought that that was the best part of this this acting category, that they all kind of built off one another and they made each other maybe better actors than they would be individually. Yeah, I feel like there isn't a ton surrounding the acting, but I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I, I gave it an 8. So moving on to production and directing, which is something that was definitely really, really strong from this movie. Um, there's a lot to the production, more than just the music and uh, like the um, what we see, uh, like the, the production. Um, there's kind of more to this compared to other movies. Um, the casting was really, really good, but um, there, the plot twist goes into the production and this movie had you like I, you anyone could ask Ty I was on the edge of my seat during that plot twist I had no idea what was going on and at the end of the movie I was I was freaking out I was super I was super like invested in what was happening and all around uh we're gonna get into it further but I thought the production and directing was very very good yeah well starting it off I feel like this movie was very like visually symbolic Obviously, we have a, a whole category dedicated to symbolism, which we'll talk about next. But visually, with the architecture and just, like, the sunlight, which you, you talked to me about, which I didn't even think of, just a lot of it is, is very visual, and, and it kind of contributes to symbols. So, first of all, the architecture. Every time someone would go up, like, walk up a staircase, walk up a hill, that represented them rising in social class. And they did a great job of making um, the set very, like, vertical. I, 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 yeah, I think vertical is the word that you'd use. I feel like every time, uh, like, a major event happened, someone either went up or down the, the, either the stairs to the basement, the hill that led down to the poor neighborhood, the stairs that led down to the poor neighborhood. And I thought that was really interesting. You also mentioned that the sunlight was uh was was very like it was very important in this movie and I now that I think about it that that's a great point because at the park's house it's very sunny they 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 they're in the sunlight the whole time they have a direct view at the sky 
and in the slums of the poorer family, the Kims, they never really get to see the sunlight, and it kind of, it, it, it contributes to, like, the, the mood, the atmosphere down in the slums, and how they really don't have as much opportunity or sunlight to achieve their dreams. Yeah, and in addition to that, there were some little, like, special lines that I thought that go into production that, like, I love those little Easter eggs that when you, after the movie, you realize or, like, get you thinking they were super cool. So one thing that the um, park father says to uh, the driver, um, Jessica's dad, or the, the Kim father, is that, the thing about their old housekeeper was that she always ate enough for two. And well, she was always getting enough for two as we learn that she was taking extra food to give to her husband. And I thought that was a really cool thing. And then the something that I thought was even more interesting was that at the beginning of the movie, so the mom is super, super gullible to all these like spiritual things that Jessica talks about, right? Like his like um the son's trauma when he was younger and like art therapy and everything like that. And in the end, it's Jessica that falls victim to this whole spirit thing, because at the beginning of the movie, um, uh, the mom tells um, the, um, the Kim son that the, uh, the art teacher for the kid has never lasted more than a month. And I think that kind of foreshadows to Jessica's death because she doesn't end up lasting for long either and she ends up dying. So those, neither of those things are super duper important to like with the actual movie, but I thought they were little Easter eggs that were super interesting. So I gave it a nine out of 10 because I didn't, I couldn't put it up there with like the production of Fight Club, but I was close to giving it a 10. Yeah, well, I think what makes Parasite such a beautiful film is when you think about other movies, you kind you, you often think about performances of actors like Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis. Of course, the acting's amazing, but when I think of Parasite, I just think of uh, Bong Joon-ho. He, this was his this was his masterpiece. This was his performance of his life, and I think that that's what makes makes this movie so good. It's not the performance of the actors, but it's the performance of the director, and. He, he could have made this movie with horrible actors, and it would have been... Yeah, I, I think it still would have been a great movie. Obviously, the acting was really good in it, which made the movie even better. But this movie was just so brilliant. Brilliantly produced, brilliantly directed. And I feel like, because of those reasons, uh, that that's why it was the first international film to win the Oscar for Best Picture. And I think it definitely deserved that title, even in a, in a year where there were movies like Joker and other massive, great movies. I think the intricacies of the plot and, and, the, symbol, and the symbolism, the set, the, the physical symbolism, I think every little Easter egg and detail he put into this uh, made it deserving of that title of Best Picture. So you gave the production... Uh, 10 out of 10. 10. It, it was the, it, it's, it's the best I've ever seen. So moving on to the next category... And these last two categories, we're going to really try to break down and talk about. And I think we're going to talk about these for a lot longer than any of the other categories because they're just so much packed into it. And movies like that I love, like Shawshank, there was so, so much to unpack about it. Fight Club, too. There's just so many different things that you start to realize. So to start out with symbolism, we could talk about... Um, the perspectives of the rainstorm so there's a huge rainstorm after the um the, the kims are able to uh, escape the house after they were stuck fighting the other poor family in the basement and so the next day the the rich mother will not stop talking about how the storm is such a blessing it's amazing because while it did ruin their their little camping trip it set up a perfect blue sky for the next day for the birthday party of yeah, her son no, no air pollution nothing yeah and for the poor they lost completely everything and we see the anger of the father continue to build up as he hears her talking about this when the night before while she was sleeping comfortably in their massive household he was 
their household was getting completely flooded. They almost lost everything that they had, and they had to sleep in a shelter with a bunch of other people, like hundreds and hundreds of other people. So it's all about this perspective of what the rainstorm did. And it's not, I think it's less about the actual rainstorm and more about the difference in effects that anything can have on different classes. And it's about the um, kind of the ignorance of the rich people and not wanting to recognize how it has affected people that are less fortunate than them. Yeah, well, if you think about just perspective in life, so let's say there there's a huge snowstorm or something, a, a big storm. You might be happy. We might we might get a couple of days off from school. So we're celebrating. We're we're all happy about it. But meanwhile, like thousands of homeless people are are struggling to survive, and we're not even thinking about it. And and I'm definitely guilty of of not thinking about uh, the the perspectives of other people and having empathy and 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 being aware of my own ignorance and this movie really showed me that every time something something happens that that may be good for you it may be bad for someone else and you need to be aware of that and you can't be ignorant and take that for granted yeah and um another thing about ignorance we talk about how for the rich people they were ignoring all the flooding um the sun um I'm forgetting his name, but the son of the um, the parks, uh, he's constantly imitating the Native Americans and like imitating what they do. He loves to use like a bow and arrow. He wants his birthday to be themed as Native American. He's constantly wearing Native American clothes. He slept outside in uh, like a Native American tent in the pouring rain. And the parents completely disregard the fact that Native Americans were a mistreated and sort of murdered group throughout American history. And that's something that Ty and I have learned about a lot in history this year is that we need to recognize um, the falseness of of sort of like the glory of our history in America. And we, we have, we, we've learned a lot about how Native Americans started um, American culture and they were stripped of their land. And the the parents are completely ignorant of the fact that he's completely that 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 the the kid is just imitating Native American life and culture. Well, in this movie, I think uh, Bong Joon Ho's main main message and his main purpose of making this film was to critique the ignorance of the rich, and it, it every every kind of event that happens in this movie, there's there's kind of two sides to it. It's how it affects the rich, and it's how it affects the poor family. And oftentimes, a, a blessing for the rich family is, is, ruins the poor family's life, or, or it's horrible for the poor family. And that go, comes back to perspective. And also, if, if you think about it in, more conceptually and more in general, generally, uh, poor people are, are doing backbreaking labor to provide the luxuries for the rich people who are employing them. And that kind of ties back to the Native American uh, symbol and the, the rainstorm, how maybe you, may, you, you, you might be lying on your, your expensive mattress, but you're, you're never thinking about how that mattress was produced, who created it, and, and all the labor that went into it, and, the, and the, the, the backbreaking work that you're just taking for granted and underappreciating. Well, something I haven't thought about before, but I'm thinking about now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in this thought, but maybe um, the director, Bong Joon-ho, uh, incorporated this Native American thing on purpose because we talked about it, the Native Americans were a very large part of it, of the start of American culture because they were far more advanced than we had thought, and Ty and I, you, we, we learned this, that they had certain like structures and buildings, and they had certain things in society that we have today or that have influenced what America like is today. And yet Native Americans get a lack of credit to what they've done. And they've, they were only, they're only left with a lack of land. And this connects to the poor people that are working super hard, as you said, and, and the rich people are just profiting off that with no credit going to the poor people. So and maybe the, the, the parents are being ignorant 
onto this Native American thing on purpose because they are also ignorant to what's going on around them in real life. Yeah, I never thought of that. So I also want to talk about this other symbol that we, during the movie, we were talking about this. There's a rock that, um, that, that Kevin, the, the main, the, the boy who's pretty much the main character, his college friend Min gives to him. He gives to his family. And the, the, the Kim family's like, oh, how metaphorical. That's, su- that's such a piece of art. It, it's just a rock, though. And so this is a gift from the rich that, 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 that's to the poor people. And so this rock, it appears so many times throughout the movie. So, so Gavin and I were talking about it. We knew that it had to have a meaning. And watching YouTube videos, reading articles, nobody talks about the rock. So I kind of thought about it myself a little bit. And I was thinking about what happened to the rock throughout the movie. So it was given as a gift from rich to poor people. And then the rock was eventually used as a murder weapon from poor people against poor people. And I feel like that's that's very... Well, Well, the, the Kim family said the rock was metaphorical, but that, that sequence of events is very metaphorical, in my opinion. Ironic, because the, the, the rich is giving that, the gift to the rock, and instead of, uh, instead of using that rock, just putting it aside, the poor people use like anything that the rich gives them, any leverage that rich gives them, they use it against each other to fight against each other when the real hostility is towards the rich people. And I feel like that kind of the rock kind of represented that instead of just just letting the gift have no meaning and just the rock being there, the poor people use it to fight and kill each other instead of realizing that their true hostility was to the, towards the rich people that gave them that rock. Something else that I thought about with the rock that I just kind of thought about and took upon myself was that the rock has to do with this whole idea of plans or the lack of plans and the success of it and that we they know the dad talks about to the kids when they ask him what his plan is he says that there's no plan because every plan ends up failing and we kind of see that the rock in one scene near the end he's setting it it's just like a metaphorical thing. It's setting, he's setting it in the river and it places perfectly. And I think that's like saying to set a plan and he uses rock to go down and try and set a peace offering to the people stuck in the basement. And quite literally the plan hits him in the head and almost kills him. And so like the, the plan turns on him, just as the dad says, the plan doesn't work. And the rock, which was supposed to be his whole plan to cause peace between him and the other family ends up almost killing him. So I think another big thing that The Rock is talking about is the lack of of plans and the lack of success that plans have in life. Yeah, I, I never really thought about that. The one symbol that I feel like is, is probably the most important in the film is the symbol of a parasite. So the movie's called Parasite, and that movie, may the, the, the title may just seem like ambiguous, just kind of random, but it's not, it, and it's a really clever title, and I feel like that's something that that the production and the and the directing like like that all props to them. Amazing title because the parasite represents how each family in the movie is a parasite. So the the poor are parasites off the rich. They 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 work for the rich just to they they like parasite off their generosity and and their handouts and their money. But the rich also is a parasite off the poor, using their their labor so they could afford their luxuries. And then the poor is is a parasite off the poor because they're just fighting. It, it's just poor versus poor versus poorest. They're just fighting for each other's leftovers and and the leftovers of the rich. And they're 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 all trying to be a parasite off the rich. And I feel like the title is is so thought provoking, and it, it, it's 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 a great. It's a great like mechanism that's in the in the film. Yeah, when I first watched the movie, what I thought about was since watching a trailer. If any of you guys have watched a trailer, you kind of think of it as like a horror movie. It really doesn't tell you much about the movie, which I actually like because I I like the fact that it didn't really spoil anything that was gonna happen. But I thought like Parasite was gonna mean like this this like hidden like 
creature or like figure that was like killing off people like in that scary basement but what it really means is that it is this invisible thing but it's it's a concept and the concept is what is so scary it's the fact that in society no one is working with each other everything every single person is working against each other and every single person is is trying to is selfish and they're only trying to to help themselves and in general it just creates a lack of unity among all of them and it ends up working out badly for all of them in the end no one ends up succeeding yeah i i thought that the symbolism in this movie i like i want to give it a 20 out of 20 and i i'm just i'm kind of stuck right here because i don't know whether to give it a 19 or 20 out of 20 do you want to give your rating first well before i get the rating there's there's well quickly two more little symbols as you talked about before with sunlight we'll go over quickly um the 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 poorer you are the less sunlight you have access to so at the beginning of the movie um in their home the the kims have a tiny sliver of sunlight and yet at the top the uh the park family is covered in sunlight they lie in the sun all the time and we see that the uh the kims are extremely excited to be able to lie in the sun when um the park family is gone because it's an opportunity that they've never had but also one more um small thing is sort of the metaphorical tug of war with the pizza shop manager so at the beginning of the movie the manager of the pizza kind of refuses to pay the kims or tells them that they're going to pay less because they didn't fold the pizza boxes that well but yet once the kims make a lot of money they end up going to the same pizza place to order a pizza and they're happy with the change in the dynamic of power and this worker herself is very not happy about it and she like slams their food on the table and this was less like uh, a super important or crucial thing but once again it's just another small little thing that bong joon ho throws in the movie so i gave the symbolism a 19 out of 20. the same way you want to give it a 20 out of 20 i really want to but i'm i can't put it there with shawshank i think shawshank just had a little bit too much and i gave it a 19. i i i decided to give it a 20 because last episode i gave uh, no Country for Old Men, a perfect score. And this is just, it's its better. Like, the symbolism in this movie is better. So I can't give it a 19 if it's worse. So for that reason, I gave it a 20 out of 20. And I think that it's better than Shawshank. Because I think that in Shawshank, the symbols are cool. But I feel like the symbol, that just everything about this movie is so culturally, socially, and economically relevant right now to the world. Shawshank is kind of like a life message. This is kind of like a, 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 a very relevant modern current message about current events. And I, I feel like just everything about this movie is so like important. It's just a must-see movie. It, 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 it changes the way you think about life and you think about like social and economic classes. So I need to give it a 20 out of 20. Moving on to our, our final category... We've got the most important one, um, the cream of the crop. It's the theme slash the message, and this is out of 25 points. Yeah, so there, there's so many different messages. All of them kind of have to do with social classes and economic classes, and there's so many to talk about, but I, I just want to talk about one that we've kind of been hinting at the whole time. We've kind of brought it up a couple times. So in in the movie Parasite, there's the Parks, there's the Kims, and then there's the housekeeper and her husband who lives in the basement of the Parks house. And so the, I'd say there's the rich, which are the Parks, there's the, the poor, which are the Kims, and there are the poorest, which is the housekeeper and her husband. And this movie shows that even though the 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 Kims talk so much shit about the parks and the housekeeper and her husband talk sh- well they don't talk shit about the parks but the the true hostility is towards the parks because they are kind of exploiting them and they 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 treat them like like inferior and and they they they're condescending so the true hostility is towards the parks but 
to to improve their lives. They need the leftovers of the parks. They need the, the money that they get for the small jobs that they do for them. So they end up fighting against each other instead of fighting against the parks for most of the movie until, uh, I mean, Kevin has permanent brain damage. The, 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 the sister's dead. And the, the, the man who lives in the basement's dead. And the, the housekeeper's dead. So that's, that's four out of the, the seven, or four out of the six characters, four out of the six poor people are really severely injured or, or something happens to them. And I, I think the ending is, is really cool because for the first time in the movie, the parks feel the wrath of the poor people and Mr. Kim takes out Mr. Park. And that kind of was, was a great way to wrap up this theme, how at the end they realized when they're fighting each other in, in the middle of the, the birthday celebration of the song, The Young Child of the Parks, they realized, what I, like, we should be friends. Like, we're in the same situation. So, so Mr. Kim realizes that, and he goes after Mr. Park, who he truly hates because Mr. Park just constantly disrespects him. Yeah, what I was going to talk about, and you just brought it up, was sort of breaking the barriers for the poor. So his build-up anger throughout the entire movie reaches a breaking point in the end. And it's not even about, really, I think, the poor teaming up together because they never really did. They cut. They continued to fight with each other, but um, the, the, the father of the Kims realizes that his true enemy is Mr. Park. And it's not it's not the other poor people. It it is the rich people that are constantly, as you said, disrespecting them and disregarding their value as people. They just they they treat them like they're not even people. That they're just they're just laborers and they work for them. And it was, I think, it was like satisfying to see him break that barrier as the viewer. Yeah, one hundred percent. I thought the ending just perfectly conveyed the message that, um. Bong Joon-ho was trying to convey and I think that it, it was one of the strongest endings I've seen alright so a theme that I wanted to bring up that I feel like is rarely talked about is is comfort so we talked about Shawshank Redemption we talked about Fight Club in Shawshank Redemption there's a big theme about the comfort of prison and the routine of being in prison it's not, it's not happiness but it's comfort then there's also the comfort of a 9 to 5 job you feel restricted and depressed, but it's still comfort. And I feel like there's also a comfort that comes with poverty. You, you uh, once you're in poverty, you're kind of you're kind of comfortable with not taking big risks and and staying in that poverty, even though you you could take take a chance and try to escape the eternal like dreariness of of poverty. And I feel like the character of uh, the man in the basement who says, I'm comfortable here, it's like a home to me, in the basement, where he's struggling to survive, and he's almost starving to death, that kind of shows how, like, how he's just comfortable living that way, even though if he took a leap of faith, and he tried to get away from the, from the loan sharks that were chasing him, he, he, he could live a much better and happier life, and also, you, we talked about taking ri- taking risks, plans, and stuff. And um, Mr. Kim, he said that no plan at all is the best plan because it can't go wrong. And I feel like that ties back to the theme of comfort. If you don't, if you're scared of failure, you're never going to su- succeed. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why the Kim family was in poverty. They weren't really trying to do anything creative to get out of the, the situation they were in. They were folding pizza boxes. They were just trying to get by on a day-to-day basis until they found the parks, which they began to exploit. And that's when they kind of broke that mold of the comfort of their daily uh, lower-class life. The same thing, too, is other people sort of being shocked by the comfort of of the people lower than them. And there's always something, someone lower than you. I think that's a big thing. So the the parks are shocked by the lifestyle of the of the Kims. They would be they'd be in shock of them having to eat only like soda and certain candy for food. And we, as I said, we feel s- sympathized with the Kims and their struggle. And then all of a sudden, we see that 
there's someone living in the basement and he's come like they're the, the the kims are comfortable with their lifestyle even though they are trying to improve and all of a sudden we see a guy living in a basement with barely getting any food that's comfortable and now the kims are the ones that are looking down on him and they're shocked by his poor and tough lifestyle and i think a big thing about this movie and we will get into how it impacted our lives we'll get into that at the end but it's a lot about awareness and making sure not to stay ignorant within your lifestyle and seeing how others live their lives and being able to not necessarily change their lifestyle but at the same time not be disrespectful to it yeah well if you think about it bad things will happen to you in life and that doesn't mean you can't be sad about them you can't you can't have a moment but if you think about it in perspective there's always someone worse off than you so at a certain point you need to to be aware of that and and you need to stop maybe complaining about a, a little inconvenience in your life because some people don't even they, they they don't even know where their next meal is coming from so you can't really dwell on on and get worked up over small things that bother you because there's always someone experiencing something way more serious than you are. Yeah, for the next theme, um, we, we've started to talk about this kind of, but the rich ignoring like where all of their luxuries are able to come from. The poor are the ones that are working for, for them, for the rich to be comfortable. And they they don't even think about that. And throughout the entire movie, the parks think that they have motion sensor lights but it's really someone worshiping mr park and he doesn't even know him and he's worshiping him he's thanking him for letting him stay in his basement but mr park has completely zero idea to this fact and even at the party maybe he doesn't know but i think he just doesn't care about the fact that his own daughter was just murdered and the only thing on his mind is to get his son who just passed out to the hospital. He doesn't care about anything else. And I think that's one well, of the Mr. Big... Mr. Kim's daughter was murdered. It wasn't his daughter. Yeah, that's what I meant. I yeah. meant Mr. Kim's daughter. Yeah, you... Um and this is what that's what caused the this fit of rage for for Mr. Mr. Kim because Mr. Park just wouldn't accept the fact that other people's lives are important and they matter and he only only cares about their their own luxuries well i love the satisfying ending because the parks really get what they deserve after ignoring and and just disrespecting the poor people the the poor people finally had enough after fighting one another for so long they 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 just had enough of the ignorance and the the parks got what they deserved and it it wasn't necessarily a happy ending but it, it was definitely a satisfying ending. Yeah, and there are a little bit more themes, but we kind of went over the main ones. It's this hope of of your dreams and being able to um, achieve them, even with uh, a lack of op- opportunity. So at the end of the book, I mean, at the end of the movie, excuse me, Kevin dreams about buying a house and getting rich in order to reunite with his dad. And I thought that that was actually happening, but it was just him dreaming. And something I wanted to talk about with that was in this letter that Kevin writes to his dad, he tells him that all he'll need to do is walk up the stairs. And what we see is that these stairs symbolize walking up the social classes. So this this dream that Kevin has of his father, the only thing his father needs to do is to walk up these stairs and he's, 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 he's dreaming of the fact that his dad will be able to walk up the social classes as easy as walking upstairs. But also, yet- I, I just had a thought real quick. If you think about the stairs, just the symbol of the stairs really in depth, it, it, it seems so easy to just simply walk up the social classes. But if you think about it, so much shit went down on those stairs to the basement. The, the poor people were fighting one another to get to the top of the stairs. It was like king of the hill. And... It seems so simple to just walk up those stairs, but the obstacles are poor people fighting one another to get to the top of those stairs, and that's why it, that that's that's like it, it brings up. And the in th- in the end too, 
no one ends up at the top of the stairs. Yeah, well, it, it brings up the theme of, like, class solidarity. Like, no one it wants to come together and reach the top of the stairs together. They just want to, to put one another down to reach the top of the stairs because they feel like that's the, 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 the best way to reach the top of the stairs. And then Mr. Kim ends up lower, in a place lower than he, than he actually started. Yeah. And no one ends up at the top because everyone, like you said, was just completely fighting against each Except other. Except the rich. The rich stay at the top. Yeah, and the rich sort of stay in this untouchable place, and that's why I think the director made it, like, interesting for us to see how this, they they were touched, like, physically, the family was touched by the murder of the father, but at the same time, they don't get into any trouble whatsoever, they don't lose any other wealth, and they still have a lot of money while the poor people go back to a spot worse than they came from, and the, the Kim family, in the end, goes from all of everyone having work to Jessica being dead, them losing their father, and um, Kevin having brain surgery, and he may never really like be the same person that he was. So I think uh, you're right. It talks. It, it's about this, this, the way you go about your dreams, even when having such a little opportunity that the poor people were constantly just fighting each other for their dreams, and in the end, no one was able to achieve it. Yeah, I... I think the the main thing about the themes and the messages in this movie, the main word I'd use to, to describe them is relevance. I feel like because of how relevant they are, and even though it's a Korean movie, how American these these themes are, I've, I, I feel like it's it's they're the best I've ever seen in a movie, and I feel like they're the most impactful, influential, and they're just so so relevant to our lives. And I, I need to give it a perfect 25 along with the symbolism. And that's why this movie is so good. This will probably be the only movie that will ever get a perfect 25 and a perfect 20 on the symbolism and the theme. The two most important parts of the movie for me. And that's why it's going to get such a high final score for me. I also gave the theme a 25. But before we finish talking about the theme... I, I, I want to talk about how it impacted both of our lives. And I think that this movie was sort of less simple. And if we asked somebody else completely random after they watched the movie, it would affect them in a different way than it affected us. We both are pretty lucky pe- like people to be in the spot we're in. And we live, honestly, pretty easy and fortunate lives. We don't have to worry about food. We don't have to worry about shelter. And I think the theme isn't isn't necessarily about helping everybody you can and everyone you see, you make them rich because that's just not realistic. That's not how life works. But I think it's about respect, the respect of other classes. So not being for us, it's that we shouldn't be oblivious and ignorant to people who are below us in class and struggling. It should be more about trying to support them in any way we can, even if it's not just through money, maybe by being respectful to them and treating them like equals, because that's that's what they are. People that have less money than you, you're not better than, you're no more valuable of a life to them. Every single person is just a human being and they all have the same value. So I think the way this impacted me was, it's made me more aware to my surroundings regarding the social classes. And it's made me realize that people need to stop fighting against each other in order to to maintain their social class and instead need to try to stand stand together in a way. Well, Gavin, we live in a capitalistic society, and capitalism, uh, it, it's dependent on the failure of others. When someone succeeds, someone else fails. And I feel like Parasite teaches you to put that in perspective. When you have a personal success, you need to realize that as much on top of the world you are and as happy as you are, someone else is is probably having that failure. Like, let's say you make a basketball team. Someone else isn't making that basketball team, and maybe they work just as hard as you. So you gotta you gotta put that in perspective, and you gotta think about other people. Also, if something annoying happens to you, don't dwell on it and don't make it. Don't let it ruin your day because there are thousands of people, millions of people who are starving in the world and who are living a, a much less fortunate and a much less comfortable life than you are, and you can't let, let losing a 2K game like 
like affect like like people don't know where their next meals are coming from and you can't let that like dictate your life yeah what i was saying is i don't think it's realistic or like real that like someone like me or you could completely change people's lives because we don't have the the power to do that but we do have the power to treat everyone else we know as equal to us regardless of the amount of money they have and i think it goes further than money too it goes about like color and gender and race all of that the movie doesn't talk about that but i think it is it's about valuing other people's feelings and their thoughts and their opinions and i think this movie is really really good at allowing us to see how society today is has far too much violence and that people need to start to try to change the concept of the way society works today yeah so after that perfect 25s from both of us right yep yeah so for the total score i have i think i have it at a 94 i have a 94 i i came into this having a 93 but i have it at a 94 fight club is also at a 94 for me and i came into this movie thinking that fight club was slightly better but i came out of this this show thinking that Parasite might be slightly better. And I think that right now the safest way to to put it is them at even. But I, I really can't decide. So I think 94 is pretty much, it's almost as high as it gets. I think Shawshank is a 96 for us, and that's our highest rating. Fight Club is a 94, which is our second highest. So this is really up there with the best we've done so far. Yeah, I gave it um a 93. I gave Fight Club a 94. And it's so close to up there. Maybe in the actual level of, like, the sophistication and complexity of the movie, it's definitely up there with Fight Club. But I related too well to Fight Club. And just, like, the th- the feelings that it gave me and, uh, and the the message that it brought across, I think I was able to relate more to fight club so i get i put it as a 93 but it is right below fight club like right there and it's gonna stay right behind fight club but i give it a 93 out of 100 in total yeah so expect to see a top five rankings out of the the movies we've reviewed so far on our instagram at out on a limb show um i think that's about it for today yep that's gonna wrap up the show for today we're gonna continue to try to put up content as um reliably as possible and it's ty's turn to um pick the next movie so we're going to be announcing on our instagram uh uh an early reveal of what the movie's gonna be so make sure to follow us at look look for hint look for a horror movie look for a horror movie so uh, follow us on out at on a limb show on instagram uh we thank you guys for tuning in to out on a limb and this has been the parasite movie review